Oh, no. So speaking of, welcome to Oh No with Anna Campion. It's me, your host, Anna Campion. Um, I continue to be here. I just came back from my last Tuesday at my awful job. Please clap. Um, and it was fine. Um, the, uh, I think one of the, um, for those of you who don't uh, keep up with all of my oversharing, I work for a tiny production company um, that makes a big show that I'm working on. And they're working on a couple of other shows that they're pitching places. And I believe that one of the shows just wrapped. And so they put all of the production shit like all the props and the costume and the everything and, and like the equipment in the office and for whatever reason my office became like the like my room became the the dumping grounds basically um so that's been fun and a good and a warm goodbye to um what has been and forever will be remembered as one of my worst jobs ever but beyond that my day is coming to a lovely conclusion because I get to talk to uh, Margo, the the funniest. Hi, Margo. <laughs> I am the funniest, Margo. Um, hello. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> have Margo Robbie beat. I mean, God, God for bless sure. her, but you're funnier. You And thank you. <laughs> I, I'm going to go on the record. I think you could do a better Harley Quinn than Margo Robbie. And I say that as a diehard Margo Robbie fan. Um, haven't seen... Uh, the performance unfortunately but um I will go ahead and say I agree um just because I'm a clown you know just just based on that alone (laughs) and I have the hair yeah and I have the spunk really you I think I think you have every beat down like I think you can I think you can go I think you have the range to go Mm -hmm. unhinged Mm -hmm. I think you have I think you have the um, the <laughs> anger toward, like, I think you have the range to really get that anger towards the Joker out there. And I think yeah. that, you know, I think you could totally rock a baseball bat and, you know, a daddy's girl baby tee. I think you absolutely. I am daddy's little monster. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all really? Um, so Margo, we know each other uh, through Twitter, that hell site um, mm-hmm. that we're both addicted to, I think. Um, me more than you, but. Uh, you know, I, I think I've, I've come and go with rounds. it. Yeah. Rounds. You've done your time. I have done my time. I just hit my uh, ninth birthday on Twitter, actually. So I've actually. Um, I think I did too maybe my eighth oh. my eighth because I joined April 2013 so yeah <laughs> um, well there you go uh yeah. you know next year's my big one oh wow double digits what are you gonna do to celebrate delete I'm probably gonna delete it <laughs> <laughs> Start that'll yelling. probably be the end um <laughs> if, I um, considered if, it before I have no, go ahead. Go ahead. There you go. <laughs> I have an unreal amount of tweets is what I was going to say. I, I have always been a prolific tweeter. Um, I've been told through many groups of friends um, how annoying I am on Twitter. Um, and it's just now starting to pay off. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and by payoff, I mean, I have some followers that uh, feed my ego. And not all so. of them are even creepy. Not all of them. A lot of them are. A lot of them but are. But not all. Not all. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, I got to meet you. Yes. Which, I mean. Worth the nine years. <laughs> yeah. Worth, I mean, what were those nine, what were those eight years on my end, nine years on your end, if not just leading up to be fated to become Twitter friends? Exactly. Bi-coastal Twitter <laughs> friends. Bi-coastal, bisexual, lesbian Twitter, Twitter friends. <laughs> Not to out you on my podcast. No, um, it's okay. But um, so before I reveal too much about you, before I even let you get a chance to talk, uh, tell my, um, my, my small but mighty audience all about yourself. Um, well, you know, the majority of my personality is Twitter. So I think... Uh, we have gotten into that a bit, but, um, I am based in Los Angeles. Um, unfortunately right now, Orange County, no offense to Orange County, but I don't I like mean, it. Full. Um, full offense, really. Um, well, my Texan came out there a little bit. Did you <laughs> I did. I did. Um, I, yeah, I do comedy stuff. I did listen to, um, the like comedy people conversation you had on a recent episode. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and say like, why not call ourselves comedians? You know, like why, why not? Like there is nothing stopping us. I know plenty of men who do one open mic and claim to be comedians. So, um, I think I'm putting in my work. I've done, uh, one zoom open mic. Uh, not to brag, that is not at all the same, but I did uh, say jokes that I had written. So That's stand up. It was, I was sitting. Um, well, so it, you know, <laughs> but that we is. For, we as stand up council, as someone who has done stand up twice, um, we can forgive you for sitting down during your stand up mm. set. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, other than that, I do a lot of like comedy writing and I'm actually about to, uh, in June, I will be acting in a comedy sketch show, which, um, will be my first time acting since middle school. So, uh, really excited, really excited to be really big with things, you know, that's, that's so thrilling. That is, is. that is genuinely thrilling. When I told, when you told me that I was genuinely thrilled for you and um, I'm thrilled for myself as you, should be, as you should be that's a big that's a that's a big deal that's fun and I know that um you had told me uh but um I know that you were like just starting to dip your toes into the LA sketch comedy world and then COVID hit so this is a good welcome back yeah. into the scene for you yeah it is um still unfortunately also going to be on zoom um but once again, I think that these are the really, the easiest, like low stakes opportunities I can take to kind of mm-hmm. be like, you know, how do I feel about this before actually, uh, being on a stage anywhere? Right. So yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. You don't have to send it fully yet. Right. You can just like pound a couple white claws and then log on <laughs> right. <what> happens. <laughs> And then I honestly, if I, it goes well, then you go to a bar. And if it goes poorly, then you go to a bar either way. Exactly. I guess that was the, that was the like benefit of the UCB LA theater was like right next to a couple bars. So mm-hmm. it was just like, you know, I had, I, I of course started 
comedy stuff doing improv as we all do um Not and me, I <laughs> okay well some of us those of us me, who but you go ahead <laughs> <laughs> I get it you're better than me um but you know it it was um it was humiliating to say the least uh but I then just like bopped right on over to the bar and got a couple ciders which my friend turned me on to and um forgot it all until the next day did you know I'm a huge hard cider fan that that's like my drink of choice hey you got like quiet there for a moment and I was like did I offend you (laughs) how fucking dare you bring no ciders have you had a Stella Artois cider ever I have yeah I've actually tried quite a few ciders because of uh the Stella my Francesca the Stella Artois they're pretty good nectar of the gods my brother once asked me like if you could drink one thing for the rest of your life what would it be and I was like Stella Artois cider legitimately the answer should be water um because you know (laughs) but like obviously in a practical like there's not a situation where I will have access to Stella Artois cider but not water because you need water sure like you know what I'm saying? Like, there's that's not gonna okay. Yeah, 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 no, and you're right. <laughs> so, um, in this fantasy world where I get to do whatever I want, then yeah, it will be still Artois cider. So, and I also don't think I'm better than you for not doing improv, I just think I'm better than improv. Oh, I think most people think are better are than too. improv, absolutely. That's why I stopped doing it. I it really was this thing where I was like, wow, this is a way to meet new people. And then everyone in it was like, I just need a teacher who's going to like drill me and going to get me to be the best improviser I can be. And I was like, yeah, this is not for me. I'm here to like play games. (laughs) Yeah. I just want to, I just want to yes. And my way through this night. I want to, I want to get inside jokes and make a hit comedy central show that's what I'm in this for 100% I want to tell people that I was at a show and saw Eric Andre across the room um and I told a story about a bad job I had you know I want to see Ben Schwartz performing and be like I've performed on that stage before that's it right right that's all yeah I told and I did that (laughs) Uh, yeah I was like those are two specific examples (laughs) (laughs) uh no that's I mean yeah that I think I um my college that I went to um as my loyal listeners know William and Mary as they're most of my listeners are William and Mary alums um shout out shout out go tribe um class of 2019 just I just go off on mentioning (laughs) everything I'm involved in I was involved in (laughs) shout out first year experience um but there was this one improv group that I had <laughs> at one time a girl I was dating her best friend was in the group and the girl that I was like seeing was in a sketch comedy group and so it was like I would go to her sketch comedy shows which were actually very funny um but that was also because I had a big crush on her so like you know bear in mind um but she is legitimately funny I don't think that helps does, but if she, if you do you know who you are but she does you're very funny yeah you're, yeah. you're so funny dude <laughs> um uh but I she like would have like I would sometimes go to them to like hang out with her like her friend shows the improv shows and every time I went I was like oh okay 
Okay. Interesting turn. Interesting <laughs> turn this evening has taken. And like I would make some of my friends go with me and we'd be like, fuck, we gotta get like blackout for this fucking thing, dude. Like they are not funny. Um and yeah, college not- improv is hard. Especially when you go to a nerd school. Like yeah. my school is a hard was a hardcore nerd school. Um and I mean I liked it, but um like Like, you know, I don't know. I think sometimes when people like aren't good at sports and aren't popular in in high school, they're like, well, that's, it's just because I'm funny and people don't get me and I'm a nerd and I'm smart. And it's like, sometimes you're just a prick. You know what I'm saying? So true. Yeah. And like, that's not, it's not, um, that's not absolute. Um, And it, you know, I feel like I run into this a lot in LA. There's a, a lot of, um you know, I was the funny one. So therefore I became the comedian. And it's Mm -hmm. like, not every funny friend should pursue it as a career. Um, I'm sure some people would say the same about me, but as we have established, I'm the funniest Margot. So I, I kind of have to, for my community. When I actually said that I was saying the funniest as in person. Oh, Margot. So okay. not even the funniest Margot, although I'm sure that's true, but, um, <laughs> but the funny, I was just saying you are the funniest period. I've been promoted. Yeah, no, that's introducing you. So I really can't let the people down now. Um, no, you have to fucking deliver. If this, <laughs> my, if this doesn't get listened to, if this isn't the episode that gets me popped off, then, <laughs> then what was it all for? Then I'm sad to say that delete the, the our Twitters. We're not worth it. If I don't get a fucking HelloFresh sponsorship from this, then I just have to I don't quit. Know, yeah, quit. I have to go get get my. I have to go back to school, become an accountant. <laughs> I gotta move. I gotta move to I don't know Cleveland. Yeah, that sounds right. Something like that. But um, anyhow, uh, are you like? Would you say that you are a person who? is easily embarrassed or like not so much? Okay. So I actually, in preparation for, for this show, I was kind of going over some ideas with my family and I've realized that, um, I don't think, I don't think I really get embarrassed anymore. Um, and I do think that's because I have so many stories of being embarrassed. Um, And at this point, you know, when something happens, I'm kind of just like, yeah, that, that makes sense. And I hope everyone else is enjoying. It's not that I, like, I'm not like, I'm not always like laughing through it, but I, I am usually just kind of like, yeah, this happened to me. Um, Cause why wouldn't it, why wouldn't it happen to me? Well, yeah. And that's sort of my, my second question. Do you find that like you, I don't know, like, do you like there are some people where like you know you don't see them for a couple of months and then when you hang out with them they're like so yeah um I got invited back to like Bon Jovi's house and they just have like or they just have like these crazy like out and not always you know that it's or like so anyway I accident I basically got stuck in an airport for two days like shit like that where you're just kind of like what the fuck how did that happen to you do you find that like those do you find yourself in situations that you just kind yeah. of like back up and you're like Hi. yeah and it does it what does usually steps? take somebody <laughs> 
it does usually take somebody else being like, wait, huh? And, and then I'm like, oh yeah, that is kind of insane that that happened to me. Um, but yeah, I've never been to Bon Jovi's house, but I have to put it past me. Like, is he still alive? Uh, yeah. Okay. I you actually, know, I, I, I think, I'm sure I could find myself. I think that came to mind because um, Bon Jovi asked my aunt out when she was like 19. <laughs> Recently? Oh. No. no. <laughs> he wasn't famous yet. So it's oh. like not quite as cool of a story, but it's still cool. No, definitely. I, there's definitely a few of those for me too, where I'm like, you know, I guess my equivalent of that, which isn't a story that happened to me. So this isn't that interesting, but I, I'm always just like, did you know that the band Bowling for Soup is from my hometown and uh, no one ever cares, but that's kind of my Bon Jovi in a way. Jared Leto went to my high school. Okay. Uh, the Joker, Margot Robbie. <laughs> the connection full circle Mar- Margo <laughs> <laughs> and we're there <laughs> and oh right here um I think he went for like a year or something oh, didn't um, like it much well also I think he is weird yeah I mean <laughs> <laughs> and not in like a and not in like a oh you're Matthew Gray Goobler lives in a treehouse weird like no like he's I, starting a cult weird he, yeah he has started a cult yeah. yeah. Can't wait for the true crime girlies to get on that one. <laughs> Cannot wait for all for all my bitches to to pop one out about Jared Leto's cult. He's got those eyes, you know. They're so beady. They're they're yeah. But huge. So huge I beady. I I was once in a crowd of um the MTV movie awards when the first what movie is that? The first um whatever the villains suicide squad suicide squad (laughs) i'm such a big nerd um (laughs) i love superhero movies um and he was like a few feet away from me and i was like i that's not good vibes that isn't yeah for me i have to say i don't i feel like he doesn't smell good i couldn't tell you that there were a lot of people there but um no uh no (laughs) not. i'm just i'm just more um well okay yeah Number one, your comment about nerds cracks me up um, just because like, um, like being a nerd isn't actually like even like not cool anymore. You know what I mean? Like the most mainstream big budget like movies that are getting made are like the Marvel movies, the DC movies, the fucking, Mm -hmm. um, uh, I mean, like you know, Percy Jackson is getting a Disney Plus show and, and yada yada, like, and, you know, good for them. They found their market, <laughs> I guess, whatever. But um, just like, uh, I have, I have a strong belief that the nerd should never have been rehabilitated, no. um, which I think is why we're seeing such a, a prevalence of things like himbo discourse. Mm. Um and why why there's been a big bounce back into the sort of like big dumb jock as ideal partner for I mean for those of you that like men not for me I, <laughs> would I mind a big dumb lesbian jock no I'm not gonna turn one down right but um like I think this idea that like oh like nerds are better and they're smarter and they're cooler and it's like uh, no they're also huge misogynists they're they also will, super- like they 
I feel like the, the himbo slash jock will like gaslight you in like a really mean way that like circles around your looks. And then the, the nerd is going to gaslight you in a way that makes you like question, you know, your own intelligence. And I'm speaking from experience. The nerd Um, will fuck you up for four years. The jock will fuck you up for two months. Yes. Cause then you're like, why do I even care? Like there's a million hot dudes like that. Um, but the nerd you're like, we had so much in common. We had such great conversations, you know, I felt like he got me and now, and, and he did get you and he got you so well. Yeah. That he can fuck you up. (laughs) Fully. I mean, I can't really speak from personal experience because the last guy I truly dated granted did fall more into that nerd Mm -hmm. vibe, but when he tried to sort of like gaslight me, he basically was like, you're a fucking bitch because if you break up with me, I'll unalive myself. And I was like, they love that one. I was like, no, you will not. <laughs> and um, he is alive and was dating the girl he was cheating on me with the the following day, who is now one of my buddies and actually um, hmm. patron of this podcast. True story. <laughs> shout out. Wow. Who you are shout out. You. Um, it's Margot Robbie. You. It's Margot. Yeah. <laughs> Margot Robbie and I dated the same guy. Um, super weird. Um, no, uh, but yeah. So I I find like um, the rehabilitation. Like, oh, he's so nerdy and he's not going to hurt me and he's going to treat me right. It's like, no, he's fucking not. There's a reason Hercules no. is the hero. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like there's a reason that Prince Eric looks like Prince Eric. Oh, so you know? true. Like. <laughs> Like they're hot. <laughs> they are. I, I, like we don't need to. I'm just. Uh, I could go on. I could go on, but uh, yeah. I. I frankly don't see the need. Regardless, because this is not what this podcast is about. Um, no, men, absolutely not. Ick, ick. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, you you guys do you. Um, I, there are many men I love in my life. My father, my brother. Um a legion of gay men yeah. who I interact with on a daily basis. Um, one straight guy who is one of my good friends in New York. And that's it. End of the list. End of the list, pretty much. <laughs> um, but okay, so you do, so you, you kind of, I mean, you told me, we don't have to go into it because I know you signed some paperwork about it, but you did mm-hmm. go, get into a situation where you were testing out like slip and slide courses for a TV show. Mm-hmm. So that's, so do you think that that's because of who you are and like all that, or is that because you're, you're in LA and that shit like that happens all the time? I mean, definitely. It's a mixture of both. I think who I am brought me to LA, you know, I think, um, when I first, excuse me, when I first moved out here, I really took advantage of those, as I just mentioned, the, like being in the crowd things. Um, and then, yeah, my friend sent me this flyer for, uh, this like testing, testing of the course situation. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'll do that. Why not? Like, I don't have anything else going on. Um, yeah, I, I love to, you know, my mom, um, not to give her any credit at all, but, uh, (laughs) she, 
Um, she loved that song. I hope you dance. Um, <laughs> well, she's a mother from Texas. She so. is a mother from Texas. She would cry every time she heard it. When was she born? Mid sixties. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Early. Yeah. Um, she would, she would cry anytime she talked about it even. Um, and I really kind of like, of all the things that she gave me trauma wise, I would say like the one good thing she gave me was like my feeling of like, if I don't do it, then I'll never know what it was like to do it. So I'm, I really am about putting myself out there, trying new things, uh, going down giant slip and slides. Sure. Um, just for she the did sake also of give you your looks, which are, and I, and I mean, even hesitant, I'm even hesitant to credit her with that. <laughs> you think that's your dad? <laughs> I think I'm definitely a, a healthy mixture of both of them, but it doesn't feel fair that right. um, my hotness is because of them, you know? Well, I mean, your hotness is because of you. Hotness is not inherent mm. in beauty. Mm. So like your looks, period. <laughs> Title of that. <laughs> <laughs> your hotness is because of you. <laughs> no, 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 Hotness is not inherent in beauty. Your mm. hot, yeah, your hotness is because of you and like who you are. Like you, Margo, and I, I sound, I'm going to start blushing, but you, Margo, are hot. But you Thank as you. like, a, you as like a vessel are, your body is, mm. and face is, I sound like, <laughs> Uh, hey can someone cut this (laughs) now now we're not we're in the middle of an embarrassing moment for you that's what's kind of beautiful (laughs) i i wore fucking overalls so i can't even like i can't even like shed a layer to try and like get no i'm just saying that like hotness like you don't have to be a great looking person in order to be hot that's all i'm saying no i agree that's all I'm saying there. It's a state of mind. Like everyone in high school was like, Anna, you know who you look like? The fat chick from Workaholics. And I was <laughs> like, okay, word. Um, but I was still hot, even though people were not making like favorable beauty comparisons. Although I do think Jillian Bell rocks. Right. And I do think. Yeah. And is also hot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I get. Anyway. Pretty- <laughs> Anyhow. I wish I had a producer. Put a cold drink and, on. I'm icing my cheeks. The With color, your white claw. They're the color of my headphones. Um, so, so you have, um, so you're like, you're fearless. You kind of, you, you take opportunities as they come to you. You kind of have a fuck it. Why not attitude? You find. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't say I'm fearless, but um I, I would say I'm brave. And as I want to say, uh, Brene Brown probably says, and this isn't a direct quote, I'm not even sure if she's the one who said it. Um, but there's something about how like courage isn't doing things. Um, wow. This is, please quote me on this. Uh, <laughs> courage isn't doing things, um, like despite fear or something. It's like, you're doing it with the fear. Yeah. Um, you know, that you're afraid. Brene Brownish. Yeah, it's somewhere or Oprah, maybe. I don't know. It's Is it in there. very, um, very in that Glennon Doyle, Brene Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Area. Um, For sure. Which is not an area I tread into a lot, but I have gleaned wisdom from it. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm as have I. sitting on my bookshelf right now. My mom gave it to me six months ago. Um, <laughs> I haven't been, cracked it. 
Crafted, <laughs> Never will. <laughs> dived into a brand new lesbian fiction novel today. Simply, sometimes, simply sometimes shan't stop. That's all you need. Um, Some, sometimes all the time. Um, so I know you were, you know, you were toss, tossing a few embarrassing yeah. stories up in the air. Do you, do you have a vibe on which one you want to go with? Yeah. So I, so I feel like it does kind of tie together with what we're talking about a bit of my, I would say a a bit of my like courageousness comes from being slightly impulsive, um, and kind of leaning into that, um, Mm -hmm. uh, for, for those listeners wondering, waiting for me to reveal, I am a Gemini, um, and being an air sign, uh, you know, you really, you really got to lean into it. You guys are extremely fucking intense. I live with an Aquarius and a Gemini. Oof. Shout out Elliot and Rachel. Love you too, but Jesus Christ. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we're a lot. You're a lot. We're a lot of energy. Um, I like Gemini though. I've I've tried to um, push back against (laughs) it, but I find myself extremely drawn to Geminis. Um, Who doesn't? I, it's fucked up. Cause I'm like, (laughs) cause I'm like, I'm like, they, they don't like me. They're, they're, they're not giving, they're not admiring me the same way I'm admiring them. And yet I just keep, I'm like, you're fascinating. (laughs) I, yeah, I like what's happening over here. I think it's a very, well, okay. So to get into my story, I recently went on, um, I went on a very impulsive trip to New York. This was before knowing you. So no offense. Um, none, none taken yet. Uh, next time and next time. Yeah. Next time for sure. Uh, but I, it was a good trip. Everything, everything was fine on my way back. Um, I was like really down in the dumps. I, um, I also was just like in a really bad headspace to be traveling. Um, and traveling with COVID too, is just kind of like, there's just a lot going on, but, um, I had specifically, made my trip, uh, with a stop over in DFW because I am from Texas. Dallas, uh, Fort Worth and... for all those not familiar. Yeah. <laughs> for those, go, for those unfamiliar, Cowboys. not love field, uh, go Cowboys. Um, I, I love Tony Romo. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I deeply miss <laughs> Whataburger. That the only thing I miss from Texas is the Whataburger. And up until recently, the only um, airport that had a Whataburger was Love Field. There are two huge major airports in Dallas, Love Field, DFW. Um, so when I made this trip, I was like, oh my God, there is a Whataburger. I'm going to have to get it. Now on my way out to New York, I didn't have enough time, but I was like, I think I'm going to make it work on my way back. I had to get on a Skylink um, that took me to like terminal D or E doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. Is that one of those like little mini subway cars that they have that like go in tunnels under the airport? It's a subway situation. Yeah. Um, this one at DFW, the way it's set up basically is like there, the, there's like the different terminals and then, yeah, there's like the train thing, the Skylink that goes like between the terminals, but here's the situation. The Whataburger is at a specific terminal where you have to get on the Skylink, go to that terminal, go down the escalators and then go down more escalators. Then you're under the airport going like across 
to it's like this random terminal out like in the middle of the airport like in the middle of like I don't know I would have to show you a map to truly uh I- yeah, it's, it's the visual. It's, it's like a big airport and it's a whole production to get to this one. Yes, Whataburger. Whataburger. Um, so and it's, it's Whataburger, not what a burger. It, well, it is what a burger, but it's one word. So you kind of what a burger. Yeah. Um, not Whataburger, as some say. Um, so I get out there. I, I get to it. I have enough time. I'm like, thank God. Um, but that, you know, there's some shenanigans along the way. There's, there's, a uh, several escalators that aren't working. There's a moving walkway. That's not where I'm booking it too. And so people are kind of like, what's going on here. Um, I get to the Whataburger. I, and here's the thing about Whataburger. They make everything fresh. So it's going to take a little bit of time. So I'm, right. I'm a little bit stressed. I'm a little bit like, I can't miss this flight because I still have to get back up to the Skylink and then back to my terminal to get on my flight, to get back to LA. Um, I get my, get my food and I order myself a large sweet tea because I'm Texan and I, I miss sweet tea so much. Um, almost more than I miss Whataburger. Uh, cause they just don't make it the same sweet out here. Tea. Sweet tea. Um, Not even at Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A doesn't even have the sweet tea you like. In Texas, the Chick-fil-A sweet tea, uh, is going to hit the spot in California. They're doing some kind of fucked up mix. It's like that- trivia. it's like not good is what it is (laughs) um so I get all my stuff and I get back to my terminal and I have time to eat it even because the other thing I'm thinking about is like I'm not going to be that bitch who's like eating a hamburger on this plane at like 11 o'clock at night where people you know that's going to be horrible so I'm like thank god I eat my burger it's delicious I eat my fries they're delicious I'm I'm all ready to go they start boarding the plane I get I get to my seat there's nobody in my seat in my row. I'm like, huge, hell yeah. Huge um, w. I'm just like spreading out a bit. I'm, I'm like chatting it up with some people next to me. Then someone comes, they are in my row, but I'm like, that's fine. We still got one person between us, uh, or one, one empty row between us. Um, so I'm sitting there with my, my tea in my lap and all of a sudden this woman comes kind of stumbling towards me. Um, and I'm like, oh no, she's about to take this spot. She goes to the row behind me and they're like, no, 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 you're in this one. Um, and I'm like, fuck. And so she, she goes to get in her spot and she's clearly like the, the only thing I can think is that maybe she was on like a lot of Xanax because she was like, not there. And it wasn't a drunk, not there. We'll like get to maybe, that more. Maybe she popped an Ambien or something. Like she, yeah. she can't handle the flight. So she's like, I got to take. Yeah, totally like scared of flying Like vibes. a flight anxiety situation. Exactly. Um, so she gets in her seat and to, to move stuff around because I had spread out. I'm like, oh, sorry. Let me lean down to grab something. As I'm leaning down, my sweet tea bursts in my lap. And it's a large sweet tea. And I'm talking Texas large, y'all. It, it was, I mean, no y'all, joke. It, y'all? It was, I had to bring it out. <laughs> it, was, it was huge. I need Not a minute even. to recover from Not that even. one. Y'all is like the one thing I keep with me. Y'all, it was a large sweet tea here in the Dallas-Fort Worth <laughs> So my... My large tea is, is bursted in my lap and in my seat as the, as the flight attendants are walking up to give the safety talk. 
So I'm like, oh, fuck. So I stand up and I'm like, um, uh, uh, can I? And there's just like a puddle of tea in my seat. My pants are drenched. Everyone's just like looking at me like, what is this girl doing? You know, I'm, I look like this with my hair and all. Um, and I was like, I just spilled tea. Can I go change my pants? And, <laughs> and the flight attendant was so sweet. She was like, of course you can. And I was like, can I also get some like paper towels? And so she brings me like this whole, whole stack. I like pull my, my stand because then they come over the speaker and they're like, we can't, you know, we can't do any of this shit till everyone's back in their seats in a much more professional way. Um, and I run to the bathroom. I like take off my tea pants. Luckily I had some more accessible, uh, sweatpants, pull those on, get back to my seat, clean it all up, sit down. And I'm just like, all right. Okay. That just happened to me. Okay. All right. <laughs> just trying to like process it all. Right. Then the woman next to me just starts like falling into the seat in front of her. Oh my God. And so the rest of the flight, I was sort of just like processing the fact that like everyone just saw me in what appeared to be like the most pee I'd ever peed in my pants. Um, But there was, there was this woman. Abort. Never mind. (laughs) There was a woman next to me, like, like not okay. Um, And she, she was, uh, yeah, she, you know, I was a little bit more worried about her. There were moments where her hands were in her pants not sure what was going on there. Um, but we all made it as all Texans do. (laughs) Sorry. That was disrespectful. Yeah. And honestly, um, I won't be disrespectful. Me and my state won't be disrespected like this. I'm kidding. Please disrespect (laughs) Texas, but it was, it was horrifying. I don't want Texans to hate me they're they're a rough crowd that's a population that I don't like I am very small and skinny I (laughs) couldn't I I wouldn't my my hair doesn't go that high I couldn't handle I would get the absolute shit pummeled out of me anywhere in Texas yeah as would I I could probably hold my own in Austin uh yeah yeah you would fit in in Austin yeah but yeah, I, you know, we made it fine. She made it off the plane. At one point I was worried I was going to have to like call the flight attendant and be like, hey, my girl's not get, okay. Get your girl. Uh, <laughs> Zoics. But yeah, it was, a. Uh, but it was one of those moments where that happened to me and I was just like, I can't even be embarrassed. I can't, right. I was more upset that I lost all that tea yeah (laughs) Um, oh no my sweet tea oh no I don't know I don't know if that's good text if that's like Texas just general southern but I lived in as I've told you and as some of my uh listeners know I lived in South Carolina for a year um Mm -hmm. and that's different than other southern 100 yeah yeah it's a little more slower and it's, you know, they, they, they ain't no rush mm-hmm. down in Charleston. And, you know, my daddy, you know, he actually owned that plantation because my granddaddy owned it and his granddaddy owned it. And you're like, holy shit. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm in a bad situation. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
so it's a little it's a little different but um, yeah texas they're a little I haven't bit been to texas so they're like more mad at you when they're talking it's there's you know? more urgency i mm-hmm. feel in there uh and you like know we gotta be there and, at five yeah because you know because you know you know paul's starting tonight you know he's starting tonight and if you're not home by 11 then we're not i don't know how you're going to get to church in the morning because because i tell you what i'm not coming to get you because you know that i'm asleep at 11 because er reruns are on at 10 i tell you what 10 see that was where you lost it yeah it's 10 yeah (laughs) fuck i gotta do i gotta do work my um you haven't met my family, so you wouldn't know this, but I, every, uh, everyone who has met my family has said that we all do, um, we all, like, my friends are always like, so, like, does the whole family, my friends are always like, so does the whole family do, like, voices? And I'm like, I don't know. And then they come and hang out, and they're like, oh, yeah, the whole family does voices. Um, and so we all do accents and stuff like that. My mom has a really good Southern accent um so you do do improv just selectively with with your family here's the thing can I tell you a secret the only good person the only person who I have met in real life who's good at improv is my brother PJ Campion he (laughs) will pull out he will pull out the funniest shit like he one time he went to homecoming and he he went to like his homecoming dance and then he was kind of like it was like his friends had all had dates and then it was like the girls in the group like he kind of got like set up to go with this one girl so that like he they could both be going with their friends um and so he came back like after I was home for like my college fall break or something and he came back after like the party the after party or whatever and he was doing this like incredible impression of the drunk girl who was literally like hanging on to his leg where he was like, he, um, he had this one line where he was just like, he was just like, you know, if I to take out, if I take to take out, then I'm just gonna, I'm if, uh, and he, like, he said it, he delivered it in such a nonchalant way and just like kept going with his story. And meanwhile, me and my mom were like on the floor, like can't handle it. And he does this other thing where he, the way that, no brag, I have a functional family. And when we sit at the dinner table, um, my dad sits at the head of the table and then me and my sister sit on one side and then my mom and my brother sit on the other side. And so when my brother uh, goes to like, go to the kitchen to grab stuff, he has to go behind my mom. And so he'll just be like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna squeeze by if my hips will let me. And he's like, you know, a six foot two, like being string bean of a man. Um, so that's the only guy I know who's good at improv. Um, I'm sure that actually, yeah, the only guy, that's the stipulation I'm going to put on it because I think girls are better period. But, yeah. Um, just in life. I mean, there's a reason that I am who I am. Um, but uh, I recently traveled on an Amtrak for the first time in probably a year and a half, like since the pandemic started, which, um, you know, I live in New York, mm-hmm. no brag, um, Brooklyn, um, go Nets. I don't know. Um, I don't know either. 
well, they are the Brooklyn Nets and Jay-Z owns them partially. So that's a fun, <laughs> that's a fun fact for you. <laughs> that's a free fun fact. Uh, for Thank you. you. Yeah. You know, you know, just to, just to, you know, the next time like a guy chats you up and is like, oh, so you like sports? And you're like, yeah, I like the Nets. Jay-Z owns them. And they're like, that's so fucking cool, dude. Oh so sorry. A buddy? A friend? Uh, Those are my nephews. Your, <laughs> your four-legged <laughs> nephews? Yeah. They're still crawling. They haven't figured out walking. At this point, they never yet. will. Yeah. Um, but I recently took the Amtrak, which I used to take all the time to get home from New York to D.C. and back again because I live... Well, my family lives right outside of D.C. As I said, I'm a New Yorker. I got a driver's license to prove it. <laughs> but um, when I was on the ride back, there was like a, there were two couples that had clearly like gone on a trip together or were going on a trip together who were on my train, who sat like in the two aisle seats right next to me. And they all had McDonald's and that at the beginning, and I was kind of like, that was a really smart move. I should have gone mm-hmm. with that. Um, and it turned out to be a super smart move because my train was stopped at right before the Wilmington, Delaware station for three hours. Oh no. Because of quote unquote police activity in Ugh. the Wilmington, Delaware Amtrak station. Um, which I was kind of like, that doesn't sound good. And also like, could we be more efficient? Like, right they're clearly not being that active like can't can we clear the train tracks before we like deal with it Mm -hmm. like i (laughs) like i only i'm hungry i'm hungry and i only have so many episodes of mayor of east town downloaded on my ipad right like i planned for this yeah that would be uh that would be what uh, my dad used to call speaking of travel he would always um, and Texas really he had this phrase that was um uh oh shit what was it it was like you you know when planning for how much time something's gonna take you you double it mm-hmm. and then you add the Jesus fact this actor is the Jesus um you know I forgot whatever oh Jesus there's police activity right in the train okay. in your instance that's um, so fucking Texas yeah. dude yeah (laughs) (laughs) um that's hilarious yeah I have been well I'm you know I have incredible levels of anxiety and I Mm. like to plan for every outcome right um I'm a big planner um and uh so you know I downloaded three movies and four episodes of Mayor of Easttown to watch because I was like, something's going to happen. And I had a book. Um, wow. Real prepared. The book kind of sucked. So that was oh. like a bummer. Like I had to just get through it because like I started it on Goodreads. So I'm not just going to like not finish it on Goodreads. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Um, because like, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> it's like. It's like, like I was an English minor, you know what I mean? Like I can't just like leave a book unfinished. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But I was a, I was a biblical studies minor and I left that book unfinished because it's too long. <laughs> biblical studies. So not even religious studies as a whole. 
Um, I guess, yeah, I think, I think the technical minor, it, it wasn't chosen for me. It was kind of forced upon me by my, um, religious universities. Um, uh, that would okay. technically be biblical studies. Did, because so you went to like a Christian college? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of bad improv, uh, imagine Ooh. Christian improv. <laughs> yeah. I'll take, I'll take small liberal arts improv over Christian improv any day of the week. Right. Yeah. Um, that was, yeah, I, I actually went to audition for our improv team. And, uh, when I got there, my, my best friend and I, so I was a psychology major. My best friend was a biology major and we were signing in and it was just a clipboard of, you know, theater, major, theater, major, theater, major, theater, major, biology, psychology. And I was like, we're not, we're not going to make this team. Um, and they immediately started with like some games and, uh, the first, girl who was already on the improv team that was supposed to be kind of showing us the ropes of how these games worked initiated a scene by going um does my butt look good in these jeans and I was like oh no I don't want any part of this (laughs) so I went ahead and didn't try at all um yeah they kept calling me out and being like if we don't see what you can do you won't make the team and I was like baby I know I'm not making the team regardless I'm I'm good I'm good thanks so much thanks (laughs) I'm so fine actually um (laughs) that's so like Ugh, that's so yeah. like friends you know <laughs> like that's so um oh okay I have two relevant things that I want to talk to you about actually like two like current events as yeah. of Tuesday speaking of friends number one did you see that cast list for the friends reunion I briefly looked over it um did you see Malala's on it I saw that Malala is on it <laughs> <laughs> that blew my fucking mind which what I mean all why why she's a Nobel Peace Prize nominee if not okay winner. here's the only here's my only thing if it is a show that she is a fan of then by all means then sure. by okay. all means that's that's that was kind of my first I was yeah. kind of like this must be that like she like loves friends right that is, is the the only explanation which I will is take. like it it's so funny to remember that like people who are like that amazing and impactful are like people you know what I mean you're 100%. like oh, Malala you like friends dude like there's better sitcoms out there man right um, so that was the first thing I wanted to touch on the second thing um you so the dear Evan Hansen oh no (laughs) yes and you posted about how meaningful that that play is to you um Mm -hmm. which I totally get one of my good friends from college Mare if you're listening um had like the same has the same connection to it yes what's your vibe on the Ben Platt situation of it all I'm gonna be I'm gonna tell and honestly and thank you (laughs) thank you for asking um I would have skipped anything up till now if I knew we would have gotten to this point because this is really the important part um I here's my thoughts okay does he look too old to be in high school yes okay 
do I want anyone else singing these songs? No, I want Ben Platt. I want, because for me, um, I heard the music before I saw the musical. As any not one percenter does. Right. Um, and like LA resident, um, sure. I wasn't about to fly to New York. Um, and I fell in love with it. I would, I would sob to the music. I felt like, wow, this feels exactly like where I'm at right now. Um, and then I saw the musical as it was touring without Ben Platt. I thought that the actor, um, who, who I saw did an excellent job, but the whole time I was like, I just wish it was Ben Platt at that time as a younger woman. Um, I loved Ben Platt. I was like, this is the dude from pitch perfect. This is the dude from, you know, other things that I can't name right now. (laughs) He's, he's, he's done some stuff. He's Beanie Feldstein's friend. Yeah, he's yeah. I'm like, wow. He, he's, I, you know, he's, this is he's, he's friends with Molly Gordon, ch- fellow children of nepotism. We love exactly. To see it. Um, I now okay. How do I say? I love Ben Platt for who he is in Dear Evan Hansen. I believe. Um, I believe he's a very talented man. Um, I believe he deserves a lot of the success he has gotten, though I'm pretty sure he is also nepotism. Um, well, his dad, Mark Platt, is producing the Dear Evan Hansen movie, sure. which is, I mean, so for starters, uh, and not to interrupt you, but just some context that I heard as to why he was cast is number one, his dad is producing it. Like his dad, mm-hmm. his dad like produced Wicked, the musical, you know what I'm saying? Like he's a yeah. big effing deal. And so like, not that Ben Platt couldn't have also made it of his own accord, but like, there's probably a million Ben Platts who didn't make it. You know what I'm saying? Like, 100%. And that's yeah. not, I'm not trying to discredit him. No, and or anything. But it, I think but, that, uh, so I've heard him say, I've heard him talk about um, these things he's been cast in as teenagers. And I believe he was talking about filming Dear Evan Hansen when he was like, I cannot wait to be done with this because I am not a teenager. And he, so I feel like he himself, isn't totally stoked on the fact that he looks like a 40 year old man um in high school I feel like they even made him look older he doesn't look like himself at all something about that wig and like the makeup they put on him it like it active because he I mean because I looked it up I was like is he like 32 like Jesus Christ (laughs) and and that's not to say that that is like old by any means but he he doesn't in this film he doesn't even look like he's in his like mid-20s which he is he's 27 okay Um, I was just looking it up yeah um (laughs) how dare you pull out your phone on my podcast well I just wanted to know I was like Uh how old is he um wait but he's only a year older than me I feel like I could play a teenager more than he is yes you totally can you (laughs) me being like don't I look so youthful you you look (laughs) Um, well, also you like don't have wrinkles and there's also like, I will say that like, I think that it is easier for women who are in their like early to mid twenties to play like 17, 16, 17, 18 year old girls, because like, at least for me, like if I had like the same length hair that I had when I was 17, like I would not look that much different. Yeah. Like I, you know, and um I mean look at pin 15 even you can like it yeah do they look old yes but like can you sometimes 
not like the illusion yeah. is gone absolutely but or there yeah um and I mean at least in your case I have seen a photo of you from high school and if you like went for the heavy side part with no red hair you could totally pull off 18 yeah for sure. I, or like or like pardon you could pull off 18 right now but like as someone who has seen what you looked like in high school you 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 look different in in like how you present yourself but like there's not a lot that's changed about you physically from high school right. whereas right. I feel like I even like when I my brother is turning is 22 he, he's turning 23 right. in September and like it the difference between him now and him like five years ago when he was 18 is I mean it's incredible like if if he got cast as something to play a high school I'd be like are you fucking kidding me dude like yeah like I don't know it just felt like the high school the musical the series cast was right there you know what I'm saying yeah yeah I don't it's something where it's like I wouldn't have been mad if they picked a different I, I was even thinking about while watching the trailer I was like if there was a different Evan Hansen I don't think I would have been upset but I want to hear Ben singing the songs. Right. Um, and that's just a little selfish of me. I, it does also, I, I also am kind of like, I get it. You know, it, it was like his show. Um, but it is, it is a little, uh, I have some mixed feelings about it, but I do ultimately think I'm going to be seeing it multiple times and crying every time. I'll, pro- I'll, I'll go watch it because I like to be kept up on the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm the zeitgeist no. <laughs> <Erdoname>, <laughs> that that raspberry claw hit um <laughs> but uh I mean it the trailer does look like a Kyle Mooney SNL sketch like it's yeah and it I looks say, like an SNL video short that stars Kyle Mooney as high schooler I saw someone else mention that like when like when I saw the show I had I had heard the music but I didn't know the plot I didn't know um at all what happened I, I won't give it away for anyone who hasn't seen it's um, absolutely batshit but the trailer gives a lot of it away mm-hmm. and so I'm kind of like I, I think they're kind of setting it up for failure which is upsetting to me because the the biggest like the, I don't know like the I, I, I just I, I'm a little disappointed because I feel like it is such an important story to me specifically. Um, I've heard criticism well, on it. Yeah, but you also like you're not alone in that. Like right. I know a ton of people who and and I think that um, you know, besides people who like lack critical thinking skills, I think even people who are big fans of it can be like, I mean, yeah. There's some issues. There's some <laughs> but, issues. But I mean, you know, you can say that's true of anything, you know, right. that's true of any piece of art, really. And I also do think that it's, it's a little bit like, I'm not sure it's going to hit the same now mm-hmm. as it did as a show in, uh, I can't even remember when I saw it, 2018, 2019. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it, it started in 2015, I believe. Okay. And- yeah. Like it, like with the social media of it all. And, you know, like that's a huge part of it. And I remember kind of being like, Whoa, I've never seen anything like this on a stage. And then now it's kind of like I don't know I I'm not I'm I'm a little I'm a little worried (laughs) yeah and I mean and I'm not even like a theater person I'm actually very anti-musical theater in general I'm also very anti-Broadway I think it is classist I think it is like 
an inherently inaccessible form of media that caters specifically to the upper class white gaze because uh, gaze g-a-z-e not g-a-y-s um <laughs> although tomato tomato um both yeah uh and be because i mean you know just like you said like you you know like if you don't live in or around new york and have you know fucking eight hundred dollars to spare you can't go fucking see one of these shows you know what i'm saying yeah. and like successful ones go on tour sure but like i'm and i mean i say that as someone who the first time i was in new york uh, I was 13 years old. My mom took me for my birthday weekend and we did go see Wicked and it did blow my mind. Um, <laughs> so I, I understand that about myself and I know that about myself, but it's kind of like, I don't know, as I've gotten more into like, like I was a, you know, a media studies major and stuff like that. So as I've sort of delved more into it, I'm kind of like, it was kind of fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> that like a lot of this shit that like, you know, becomes like, touchstones of culture like 90% of people don't see it because they can't for whatever reason yeah but I agree I was getting a little away from the (laughs) of my podcast but I I did want your opinion on it because I have been I mean as someone who is into film but not musical theater and likes people like Julianne Moore and Amy Adams and Caitlin Deaver who are Right. In the show. And I, I was just going to say, um, I kind of had, you know, that like, um, that like Beyonce, you know, mm-hmm. that, uh, uh, I always Adams, like mm-hmm. anytime I see, I'm like Amy, Amy Adams. Adams. So knowing that she's in it too, I'm just like, hell yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I also just feel like if, if I can like really dig into it, I feel like the coloring of it was weird. weird. It was a very like, bl- like bluish, like, like almost like khaki. <laughs> it, no, it all I, had I a, a bizarre it, like color. It, it felt very, um, again, it felt very digital short SNL sketch yes like that was the that's the yes. exact coloring that they used in like the fucking like hey sister or like dear sister sketch yeah exactly I, hey sister like a fucking james charles stan how dare i <laughs> 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 but that's a topic for another episode that you're on um absolutely okay so i like to wrap it up by asking a question that um sort of i don't know I guess encapsulates kind of some of the themes that we've been talking about. So I guess like if you could bring one like food from like your sort of childhood and your upbringing in Mm -hmm. Texas and have it be like really good in LA that isn't already really good in LA, like what would it be? Sweet Tay? I I think I'm going to have to go with queso and I'll explain what I mean by that because uh people always try to tell me you can get queso in LA and I'm like no you can't get it the way you can get it in Texas there is a specific kind of queso that is um and and for those of you who truly don't know what I'm talking about queso is a, a dip of cheese um 
not generally just paired with tortilla chips tortilla chips you can put it on you can put it on anything uh don't know if you've seen that tiktok of the girl <laughs> talking about the guy mansplaining salsa to her um <laughs> very those vibes you can put it on anything um it's they have this like certain okay boys all right they're ch- they agree <laughs> they're like they're like margo margo make sure <laughs> make sure you tell them about how big it is you got it so they have like touch on how yellow it is it's got to be yellow it's got to be in a skillet it's got to have like onions and tomatoes and peppers and all kinds of shit like chopped up into it is it Velveeta based in texas um it can be is that a gross stereotype that i'm making but that is not exact that's going to be more for your super bowl parties that's going to be more for your throw it in a crock pot playing Absolutely. When the when boys Tony's, are playing, well, you know, starting. you know, when the boys go to the Super Bowl, you know how many times they do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually do. I actually do. They've been, <laughs> they've been, I think, six times, right? I actually don't know because uh, I don't I don't keep any of that knowledge in here. I have more important things. Um, well, well, for those for those watching, I do have Brandy Chastain taking off her jersey at the 1999 Women's <laughs> World Cup when she scored the game winning the the championship winning in fact um penalty kick or pardon i think yeah it was either penalty kick or a shootout one of the two one of those so here can you are you admiring i can see it now actually i didn't realize that that's what it was before yeah but yeah i would i would say queso would be mine um okay so yeah, so like the big skillet with all the with all the fixins. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to have the meat in it though. Sometimes you have like ground I'm anti meat and queso. Ground beef, yeah, that's more. That's gonna be your chilies queso, um, which I can get out here. Which when I need a queso fix, I go to chilies. You're a chilies girl. Interesting. Chilies is from Texas. You know. Is it really? It is. It is Dallas. I hadn't the foggiest. I hadn't the foggiest. Um, Next time you're in a Chili's, take a gander around. You'll see only Texan. I have literally never been in a Chili's in my life. Oh. Not once. Hmm. That's sad. (laughs) Um, My family wasn't big into like that. Like we either got like straight up takeout. Tread lightly. No, we either got straight up takeout or. You're about to offend me. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not trying to offend you. I'm just saying that my dad worked my dad is is a chef and worked in restaurants for an extremely long time sure so like we would go to like burger places but they would be like more on the upscale side of fast casual Mm -hmm. so we never we were never like applebee's chilies or anything like that and i'm not i'm not shitting on those by any means i I mean in a way you are but it's okay that's Margo, I would never. Some of us grew up uh, where, you know, the, the custody trade-off was at a Chili's every week, uh, you know, okay. so. Copy that, copy that. Spent, spent a lot of time in there. So, so you, so you were, you, you were like, I don't need a menu. Thanks so much. When I go home and I'm like, I'm home, I'm home for the holidays. Uh, I'm, I just mean that I'm in the Chili's. Yeah. You're that's, <laughs> that's Christmas dinner is <laughs> two tables next to each other. Yeah at Chili's can we pull them together because we've got a big group coming yeah 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 um I feel like I should 
compliment you now that I've offended you <laughs> no, okay. here, here at the back back end of this podcast. Everyone's <laughs> going to think I'm a douchebag, um, which I am. But for <laughs> um, so, Margot, please plug yourself here here at the end. Well, I've got, as we mentioned, a Twitter that's going to be at Thy Holy Gemini. Um, couldn't get just Holy Gemini, though that user has never tweeted anything. Um, and <laughs> whatever, not like you know, anyone cares. But you are, uh, you have a couple other just Holy Gemini. I believe my socials. TikTok is holy gemini that isn't necessary to follow <laughs> you do have a lot of you you post funny stuff on there <laughs> thank you um and then yeah my instagram is manic margo um as in you know manic uh, pixie dream girl manic pixie dream girl i was gonna say undiagnosed bipolar disorder but that's that's maybe a little more problematic well you know i might just um, have adhd not to be Han- gabby hannah but um <laughs> oh my god I know. You know what? Next, next episode. Next episode. <laughs> well, we just have to have a, a talk about that because so much has happened yeah, um, and we've both been busy. Uh, so we, but we can do that. We can do that away from people who don't give a shit. Off the um, mic, as they say. Off the record. We, we can go off the record. Um, okay. Yes. Definitely follow Margot on Twitter. She is so funny. She makes me laugh every time she tweets um and sometimes I do have to sometimes the fucking algorithm doesn't put you on my timeline and I'm like I know this bitch tweeted and so (laughs) I have to go I have to go and fucking die holy Gemini into my search bar like I don't like like a fucking like someone working on a word processor in the 1980s (laughs) like Jesus Christ um like how they had to google before google was a thing yeah, like it's like I'm doing manual library research. It's like I'm, it's like I'm looking in. It's like I'm it's like I'm looking up the Dewey Decimal System, basically, where I'm like, okay, Greek mythology, okay, and that's on. No, that's not in Greek architecture. It's like I'm doing all of this. It's that's the effort. That's the effort. She's worth the follow, folks. Um, Thank you so much. And then um, on the podcast end of things, um, you know, if you're listening, then I don't really need to tell you to subscribe but I might need to tell you to rate and review on Apple Podcasts um which uh is great and it boosts us in the algorithm and it makes sure that I am one step closer to getting one of my 12 celebrity crushes on this uh on this episode I think I got a real shot at getting Rachel sent out on here I think I got a real fucking shot manifesting yeah man I've been work I've been talking about it I've been talking about it I've been thinking it i've been channeling my energy into that she Mm -hmm. and i have dm'd a few times she did once repost me on her instagram story so okay huge huge not as huge as chris fleming's following you though oh wow thanks for that uh wow i'm (laughs) i'm embarrassed Uh, just goes to show (laughs) comedy gods follow comedy gods um but uh yeah so definitely so yeah definitely rate and review on apple Podcasts if you can and just make sure you're like subscribed wherever you're listening and then if you can rate if you can follow on twitter and instagram that's great that's where you'll get to see margo's absolutely gorgeous incredibly symmetrical face it's i'm i don't want to embarrass myself any further but it's here, really, gonna, but you all you, it's an exclusive look at the end that. i'm going to stand up so that you can see my you can see my jumpsuit. 
Bazinga or something. Like, not Bazinga, but, like... If you want to know what just made Anna say Bazinga. It's, uh, it's Margot's really cool jumpsuit. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a blue and white sort of tie-dye situation. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really Mm -hmm. cool. I like it a lot. Um, (laughs) As a jumpsuit connoisseur, I say that. Um, uh, So yeah, follow the Twitter and Instagram. Um, If you're interested in a sticker, Margo's going to be getting a couple um, because she was a guest on the podcast. But if you don't want to be a guest on the podcast that's totally cool you just have to become a patron or donate to the coffee um if you donate any amount of money to the coffee i'll send you a sticker and if you become a patron not only do you get this round of stickers you're also going to get access to an exclusive series i'm doing on patreon and i don't want to show my hand yet i'll tell you about it afterwards margo but um, (laughs) wow i don't want to you know tip my hand yet but it's going to be pretty cool it's probably going to be coming next month-ish june-ish um after i finish my hell job um and then other than that yeah and also if you become a patron you get uh a shout out at the end of every episode um which i've I've been told is you know some people like my voice and they like that i say their name so you know oh there you go so there you go um all right well margo thank you so much for being on Um, thank you margo actually did save my ass this week because i had another week of scheduling conflicts so um not only is she the funniest but she's also just the best so thank you so much oh thank you (laughs) all right so definitely go follow her and for all of you listening i will catch you next week thanks so much i need to give a huge shout out to all of my amazing patrons grace murray kira sears jillian townsend schaefer nelson clay moyhan Haley pregnall caroline phelan davidson norris Deborah and Jeff Hopkins. You guys are absolutely amazing. You're the reason that this podcast can continue going and, you know, be available for everyone. And I really appreciate it. If you are interested in becoming a patron, check out Oh No, the check out. If you're interested in becoming a patron, check out patreon.com slash Oh No, the pod. And you too can get shouted out in this very shout out at the end of every episode. Ono's theme song was written, performed, and recorded by Katie Stahl and Mackenzie Haight. And the amazing cover art was done by Devante Burse, uh, at Vante Burse on all socials, at designed by Devante on Instagram.